Hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Is that our classic sign on? Yeah, that wasn't, wasn't <laughs> planned. It wasn't planned. It was all uh it was just all off the top. Okay. Hi, my name is Ben Levier. My name is James Brown. And we're here to talk to you, dear listener, about a little show that we like to call Lost. Lost. You may have heard of it. <laughs> if you... you are living in 2004. If, you've heard... if you're living in 2004, you may have heard of this hot new show called Lost. Lost. So, uh... There was a plane. Yes, listen. There's a plane crashed on the island. show starts with a pilot. Okay. Yes. <laughs> it starts with a pilot. He's flying the plane. But then he crashes onto an island. And boy, that island, let me tell you. It's a weird one. It's a real spooky island full of mysteries. So let's let's back it up before we dive into what the heck we're doing here. Actually, actually, uh, let's just dive into what the heck we're doing. Yeah, that's here. actually what exactly what we need to talk about. Uh, first of all, we're gonna watch it episode by episode. Each episode of this podcast is gonna be dedicated to an episode of Lost. You've probably heard of a number of podcasts that follow this format. Watching a show, watch an episode or two, give their thoughts on the episode, give a little summary of the episode. So you know, big big fucking whoop is what you're thinking right now. These guys are going to watch one of the most talked about shows of the last decade. <laughs> Maybe of the decade before the last mm-hmm, decade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the most, one of the most talked about shows of the 1990s, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> Everyone was like, this show is going to come out. This sh- it's going to be sick. <laughs> Seinfeld? You ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> Just wait till Lost, baby. Uh, okay, there's two There's two main things I want to get across right now. One, nobody really talks about Lost anymore. There was a point in time where Lost was like kind of this inescapable thing that you had to have an opinion on. Mm-hmm. Even if your opinion was, I've never seen it, then that's what you're bringing to the inevitable conversation about Lost. Mm-hmm. That's, that's your line for the party that mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. You say that? talking about Lost. You say... Haven't seen it? Sip your drink. Or maybe you say, I think it got bad at X season. Sip, sip your drink. <laughs> That's or, the other opinion you mm-hmm, can possibly mm-hmm. have of love. Or you can have the opinion that I foolishly had for a while, which is, it was always good and was never bad. <laughs> uh, I, that, I've since reneged on that opinion, uh, but I do still hold a special place in my heart for Lost because it was kind of... It started airing around like 2004, which for me was like middle school times, and at that time I was still like, didn't really watch, I mean I was this is a middle schooler, I was not like really big into what you might call drama shows, except for this one, which my, my parents started watching it, and it caught my eye, and boy howdy, I got <laughs> pulled deep into the web of loss, I was watching episodes, I was like looking for clues in the background of the sh- shots, I was like re-watching stuff, and Look at going online and trying to figure out like what why if this was here then what what's this why how could this be, um, what's your uh, what's how how did you experience Lost? Um, I watched about three and a half seasons of Lost. I got into it I guess late elementary school, early middle school, probably when there had already been two or three seasons out. So I quickly torrented all the files. I burned them onto blank DVDs. Oh. A few episodes in every on every DVD, I would make these little 
like the menu for the DVDs in the program <laughs> DVD Maker. I would take a Sharpie and write Lost Season 1, Episodes 5 to 7. It is spooky how similar that is to <laughs> the experience that I had of also making uh, perfectly legal digital versatile discs. <laughs> and, of course, making my own custom menus for them as best as I could with whatever semi-legitimate software I was using. You take this dramatic screenshot mm-hmm. of, like, Charlie and mm-hmm. Claire, and then I'd put and like the baby and mm-hmm. and then like I'd put like Chrono Trigger music over the menu, oh. and that would just kind of be a thirty second loop that would go as we waited for the family to gather around for the latest episode of Lost. And I think my favorite thing about that experience for me and watching Lost in that way was that Lost is a fairly cinematic show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the first shows to really embrace HD, to uh, to really make, I don't know, wide uh, scenic shots sort of the forefront of what they were shooting. There's a lot of jungle shots, a lot of beachfront. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll look out over jungle cliffs. Mm-hmm. Um, In a lot of ways, it's a very ambitious show. It's an incredibly ambitious, very good-looking show. Mm-hmm. At the time and of its release, the pilot, I think, was the most expensive pilot that had been produced. Someone got fired point. over that. It was oh, absolutely, a, a real, did. a real uh, accomplishment in mm-hmm. television. Mm-hmm. So, with all that being said, when I was creating these DVDs to fit as many of the episodes onto one DVD as I possibly could, I would just rush the quality of the episodes into mm-hmm. these tiny tiny files it's like were you to watch a youtube video and just choose like take the worst quality that you can find and then just like step it back a little bit maybe mm-hmm. make it black and white or whatever you want to do just to really destroy the cinematic aspect of this thing because when i was watching it i guess what i'm trying to say is there's so much more to appreciate with Lost, the, mm-hmm. the story arcs, the, mm-hmm. the characters. Mm-hmm. I didn't even need that cinematic yeah. bullshit to get between me and understanding Jack or Sawyer or of Kate course, or John Locke. And if I may, making it black and white arguably increases the cinematic quality. <laughs> Absolutely. I increases. would argue. I mean, I use Instagram. I know, yeah. I know how these things go. Yeah, you know what's up. Um, so here's my larger point about Lost Legacy is that I think a lot of uh, you know, these days we've got a million kind of prestige dramas floating around I don't know if you've heard, but it's a golden age of television. I don't know if you've ever seen the network A&E Oh, doggy. But uh, if you want drama, yeah, drama lives on A&E. Look and the thing, about, H- and the thing about HBO is that it's not TV mm. it's HBO, baby um, here's my broader point. In the present day TV landscape, I feel like Lost Landsca- Lost Legacy is largely that, like, everybody agrees it got bad at a certain point, and also it spawned a million imitators that were also kind of trying to do the, like, large ensemble cast with a heavily serialized mystery aspect to it. That all kind of fizzled out after, like, one season or two, and beyond that, I think people kind of forget how inescapable Lost was, and also how kind of good it could be. Mm-hmm. It could be a pretty freaking good show, if I do say so myself. And it could also be just, like, it gets so buck wild with the, like, like, do you really remember Lost? Do you remember 
Like, do you remember the time that the island moves? <laughs> the island. I don't really remember. You don't. The time you that don't the remember that. Well, I'm excited to reach that oh point. Oh my god! It Ooh, could god. be in the next episode. Oh, it may very well. We yes. Could watch the next episode, and the island is in a completely different place. This is a thing that I think we have not yet touched upon yet, which is, so we're watching every episode of Lost. Of course, we are. As everyone should. As everyone should. But we're going to do a little thing. Um, we're going to do it a little differently. We got our own little twist to mm. add to the mix. And the twist is we're not watching it in the intended order. We're watching it in a completely random, completely arbitrary order determined by a random number generator. I'm going to plug one at the lowest limit and 121 as the highest limit. That's the amount of episodes that there are. And gonna roll those dice and whatever comes up that's what we're watching that week and this week it it sort of worked out it sort of worked out we got a good one uh, I kind of wanted to do this because I've kind of had this idea of like what happens if you watch a show in because like, shows are like especially a heavily serialized show like this they really want you they're drilling home they want you to watch it from start to finish from point A to point Z and I'm a kind of guy who likes to listen to his albums to his music library on shuffle because if i listen to like a let's say i listen to like a big old 80 minute album by one guy and i'm having a good time and it's a great album there's loads of good songs on there but by minute 40 it all blurs together and i don't really know what i'm listening to anymore because i'm just like kind of not paying attention but then i put it on shuffle and i'm like what's this song i've never really paid attention to this song that's buried deep within it and i'm like whoa this is a this is a little, uh, I would have never heard this song if I had chose, if I had not chosen to recontextualize this whole thing. Now this metaphor kind of falls apart because obviously, uh, an album, which is a collection of songs, does not necessarily have a narrative structure and definitely doesn't have, like, as dense of a start, middle, finish, narrative, character arcs, mysteries that it's trying to string along, uh, as Lost does. And so I think... I think one thing that I would like to see in more albums is just like cliffhangers at the end of songs. Oh, fuck yeah. If after the end of a song, I just yeah. thought, I need to listen to the next song. Like, what's going to happen what's, to Jerry? Yeah, what's going to happen to... You're listening to Sgt. Peppers and you're like, what's going to happen to Mr. Kite? He was about to lose himself. He was and then... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, but with Lost, yeah. So we're we're just jumping in yeah. in a completely random place. Mm -hmm. And if it wasn't clear for the spoiler that we dropped kind of a few minutes ago, we're going to be <laughs> talking pretty heavily about spoilers in this episode. In this, not just this episode, this whole darn podcast. Uh, if in the year of our Lord twenty seventeen, you have not seen Lost all the way through, and you still wish to see it as their creators intended from start to finish. This is not the podcast for you because we're going to be talking about no, no, all no, the no, things. No. We're going to be talking about the finale, the very controversial finale. We're going to be talking about all of it. And if you, if there's a bone in your body that doesn't want to be spoiled, you should have turned this podcast off long ago, to be honest. <laughs> it's um, too late now if you haven't already. Yeah, if you haven't already, you're in it. A long time ago, you should have. Yeah, you're, you're in it now. So uh, May as well keep yeah. going. Since you're in it, uh, what do you say we dive with us? into an episode I like to call The Long Con. The Long Con, Season 2, Episode 13. 
We're back. <laughs> we never left. Uh, it's season two, episode 13. The, and you know what they call it. The Long, Long Con. Con. This episode, well, it's all about a little fella I like to call Sawyer. James Sawyer, everybody's favorite con man, everybody's favorite hunk. Everybody's favorite bad boy. He's such um, a bad boy. The mid-2000s. Oh, boy. He's bad. He gives everybody nicknames. He doesn't have a care to give in the world, except in his... He acts like he's a toughie, but he got a soft heart, for sure. He's got underneath those baggy dress shirts that he wears that are always a little bit dirty, but not too dirty. Mm. He's got... And underneath that rock hard body, mm. underneath that intelligent brain of his, oh, underneath those like those pouty lips, he's got a heart of gold. Underneath that Bon Jovi haircut of his, <laughs> he is really just a sweet boy. He's a sweet boy, played by none other than Josh Holloway. Oh. What a I've heck. never seen him in anything Me since neither. that. <laughs> he doesn't. He, it ruined his career. It really it did. Must have. And it's a shame because he's got like a few moments in the series where it's like, oh, you're like. And I mean, it's an ensemble cast and it gets pretty dramatic. So every cast member kind of gets their turn to like flex their dramatic muscles. But I mm-hmm. always felt like Josh Holloway kind of like brought it a little more when things got pretty real. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. He's got his moves. He's got He's his moves. I love his moves. And we see a lot of his moves tonight, because he pulls some long cons. He pulls several long cons a in this episode. A handful of long cons. Let's, first off, I want to explain to anybody who's not familiar with Lost, if you've never seen it, let me explain a little how a typical episode might go. You see a handful of plots about drama on the island, all the various survivors... They're interacting, they're talking it out, and drama ensues. There's a couple plots there. But also, interspersed with that, you have one character remembering what life is like before they crashed on the island. And this week, that episode is Sawyer, which is why we're talking about him so much. So what do you say we first off kind of talk about what those, like, what those flashback sequences consist of? Well... They flash back to a very long con that mm. Sawyer did. <laughs> what a um, long con. Sawyer basically, throughout his flashbacks in the episode, he finds this young divorcee. Mm-hmm. He knows, or at least thinks, that she got a lot of money in a divorce, mm-hmm. which she says that she did not. Mm-hmm. But she asks him, she finds out he's a con man. Mm-hmm. And naturally, as women tend to, I guess the show suggests, oh, doggy, women. They, oh, that's. He says what? What? His first line in the show is, "Ain't that just like a woman?" Ain't that just like a woman? And that sums up Sawyer. But mm. so when she finds out that she's a con man, that he's a con man, her natural inclination is not to, you know, not trust the guy, mm-hmm. not to. I don't know, know, not to talk to one of her friends yeah, about it. Not to call the cops. Not, no, yeah. no, 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 no. When she finds out that he is a con man, she immediately goes, "I want a con with you. I want in. Teach me the con." And they pull a couple grifts, and they're these kind of small time. They hustle some bozos at a 
gas station and make him pay. I forget kind of what the con. It's it's the details of it. It was a jewelry con. It was a yeah. classic jewelry con. Yeah. But it was it was small time, baby. It was a, a couple twenties at a time. Yeah, they were exactly. really. This was a parking lot. Yeah, con. exactly. And uh, eventually, uh, she says, "This ain't enough. I want to do a long con. Uh, I want to do a big." Big, big old score. Give me the big stuff, baby. I want to join the big leagues. I I've big spent leagues. my time in the minors, she I'm, said. I'm ready. Put me in, coach. Uh, Sawyer says to her, no, no, no. You're not ready for a long con. Because with, with a long con, you got to trick someone into thinking that it was their idea. Well, guess what? <laughs> it. Uh, he was long conning her the whole time. The whole dang time. The whole time. And mm-hmm. that very line... Mm-hmm. That was an indicator. That yeah. was foreshadowing as to what was mm-hmm. about to happen mm-hmm. because he ruins this woman's <laughs> life. This woman's he life. takes all of her money. Yep. She literally takes out $600,000, yep. all of the money that she has, yep. puts it in her briefcase, yep. which she then steals yep. from her. Yep. And then he, you can see that he regrets it because he really yeah. loved her. He really did love than, her, but... Uh, and also, it's worth noting that it is. There's a scene where we see that he like, he doesn't r- really want to do it, but his boss is like, "You gotta do this. You gotta go through his with boss this, or I'll kill him you." Into it, but they do make it clear that at the very end, it was his decision. It was his decision to go through with because the because he's a bad man. He's a bad man, or is he all that bad? This episode says yes, he is all that bad. <laughs> uh, as on the island, he well, we'll talk about. Because there's two long cons. We see him pull that one in the past, and then in the present. Boy, howdy. He has another long con. So, right there on the island. So, let's talk about the island. The very first scene that we see in the episode. It's a classic power struggle between the two boys. Oh, John Locke and Jack. Double J's. Double and J's. And then Sawyer's name is James. They love, yeah, they they love, love the letter J. They love the letter J, and I cannot blame them. Um, here's... You know, we'll we'll be diving into the whole Jack Locke dynamic. There's gonna be loads of it throughout the season. They're gonna butt heads a whole bunch. They're gonna, They're gonna disagree. Butt butts at one point. Uh, that I just, scene, a lot of people forget it happened. Yeah, the, they butts graze each other. They 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 bend down. They bump their butts against each other, and all of the other islanders look on in horror, and they go, "No, you don't have to do this." And then the numbers start playing. The numbers and everyone's start playing. like, oh shit, they did have to do that. Okay. And then the dog surfs by on a wave and goes, cowabunga, lads. I mean, <laughs> do you, that's, that's do you the remember? Finale. That was the finale. Yeah. No, sorry to spoil it right off the bat, but <laughs> the if, you, if you're. <laughs> the yeah. dog surfs by. If you're wondering why the finale is so controversial, it's because of because there's. It's, a, the, it's so California oriented, and also there's just loads of us. <laughs> Okay, okay. Anyways, we're we're getting a little off track. I just kind of want to bring up that, like, first thing we see, Jack and Locke button heads over uh, what to do with all these guns. And it was really nice to just, like, haven't watched Lost personally in four years, and seeing Jack and Locke kind of, like, have a little semi-argument was, like, a real taste of that just classic Lost, baby. It just brought me... It was, like, taking a... It was, like, taking a... Swig of liquor that got you sick <laughs> the, oh, all those years ago, and you go, mm, I remember. That's what that feels like. <laughs> That's exactly like. what that feels like. Welcome back to elementary school. Mm, yeah, <laughs> welcome back to fucking the worst vodka on the shelf. 
Mm. Um, Lust, Lust is a good vodka. Lust is an alright vodka. It's <laughs> Lust better than is vodka. Like a, Lust is like absolute vodka. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For it's sure. It's like Smirnoff Marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, anyways. The point is, they're arguing over what to do with the guns. And they decide, we're going to lock it in the safe. Lock has the combini- The combini- as the combination. John Locke has the combination. Of the and lock. he shares it with Jack out of uh, trust and out of in case he dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also really interesting how like this episode has a lot of like a lot of the early seasons focus on like mm, the dynamics of a group that's surviving together and trying to live on this island and trying to you know it's a lot of like that kind of like survivalism uh-huh. stuff that slowly as the show goes on falls firmly by the wayside uh but it's really nice to just see that element uh uh kind of front and center in this episode uh the guns are kind of the whole uh spiel uh the guns well the guns are important yeah the guns are important because see how it goes is that let me sorry let me try to make sense of my completely nonsensical notes is that one of the characters' son, while gardening, gets a little black bag overhead and gets dragged like 20 feet into the jungle by an unknown assailant. In a truly incredible scene, Mm -hmm. son, yeah, it starts to rain. Starts to rain. Then there's a bag on her head. Mm -hmm. And then she's being dragged screaming. And then all of a sudden she's unconscious for some reason. Mm -hmm. That's how unconsciousness works. Get ready for a lot of people getting bopped unconscious by one blow to the noggin in this show. Uh, And uh, Sawyer, our mm, hero. mm -hmm. Sawyer, our hero. He comes to the rescue. Does he? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I, I think in this scenario he very much... He runs and he oh, picks yes. up Sun, yeah, yeah. and he uh, yeah. and he brings her to the doctor Jack. Mm-hmm. The doctor Jack goes, "What? Who did this? How could this be?" And everybody's thinking the same thing. Uh, it's the others. It's been I think the others. They're being tormented by a group of people called the others. Uh, we don't have to get into their whole deal right they're yet. Just bad people. They're, they're, they they aren't our heroes. They're bad. They're not our heroes. They're the others. They're the other ones. They're not ones. from the plane. They're they not from the crash plane. In the plane. It did Who not crash where the they plane. came from. Uh, we will definitely be learning a lot about those guys. But for now, all you need to know is everybody is scared of these guys, and suddenly, everybody's thinking, "We gotta make an army." We gotta get these guns. Yeah, a lot of talk of the word army, and it's yeah. like you. There's literally twenty characters yeah, in the show right now. I'm not sure you can make an army. Yeah, that's barely a militia, I'd say. Um, um, Jack asks someone, "How long do you think it'd take to train an army?" Mm-hmm. And I think the answer is like a pretty long time. A long time for sure. Like, but I think you would have to start birthing people and yep. raising them in yep. order to create an actual army. But here's the thing: they don't have that kind of time. They don't have that kind. Everybody's of time. scared. Uh, sun is hurt, and what could it be? Things come to a head pretty quickly, which is um, they gotta get guns. They gotta get guns. Locke says, "I don't think I want them to have guns." Yeah. Um, 
everybody's kind of worried that this newcomer is trying to just use this as an excuse to make a play for the guns because uh-huh. she's all gun crazy. Anna Lucia, the newcomer. The newcomer. She just, mm-hmm. she's after the guns. She's after the guns. Everybody, well, everybody wants Everyone's a gun. after the guns. Everybody's scared. Everybody's after the guns. Look, this show is it's, nothing if not topical. It's Yeah, exactly. It's sort of representative mm-hmm. of a yeah. uh, subsection of North America. Yeah. Let's get the guns. Yeah. We don't have to dive too deep into that <laughs> very sad uh, state of affairs. But that's what was so good about this show is that, it was you know, they really could encapsulate some very important political mm-hmm. um, feelings on on this tiny, mysterious island. Yeah. Uh, you could say that. That's one way of saying I, that. I, I could write a university paper on that. You sure could. <laughs> um, so, I don't know if you want to get into some details or if you just kind of want to give some broad strokes. Um, like, if you just want to like get right to the point and say, this all co- this all comes to a head. This all comes to a head. And Jack says. I want Sawyer. No, he doesn't say that. He says, hey, Locke, give me the guns. Where'd you hide the guns? Because mm-hmm. Locke hid the guns because he was scared that Jack was going to take him. Locke's smart. Were gonna... He hides guns. He's, he, hides, he hides the guns because he's scared. Uh, and they're arguing, and he says, give me the guns. I don't want the guns. Suddenly we hear, rat-a-tat, doot, 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 poo, poo, poo. That's what guns sound like. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, like a war No, it's... Uh, we were just, I mean, I mean, we took a break from our podcast to do some amateur Foley work there. Uh, <laughs> if there's anyone, any studios out there who need some gun sounds, <laughs> this guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, do you want, I could do the, I could redo the Wilhelm scream. Uh, please. Honestly, sick of the Wilhelm scream, we could use a new scream out there. Yeah. Um, so I don't just do guns. I do lasers. Pew! <laughs> he does it all. Uh, he does the whole kitten caboodle. Anyways, rat-a-tat-tat. Who has the guns? It's Sawyer, baby. It's Sawyer. <laughs> Sawyer. That was the long con. Was the other long con is throughout the whole episode, you see him being. He plants the idea that oh, I think she maybe she wants the guns for herself. And he, you know, goes down to Locke and says, hey, Jack's coming to the guns. You see, he's been planning the whole darn thing as a play to basically get all the guns for himself. And the incredible thing was, though, mm-hmm. I didn't see it coming. You didn't see Sawyer it coming. Sawyer successfully conned me. He conned you. Sawyer, he had a gun in his hand mm. at the end of the episode. Mm. And I was like, holy shit, all the indicators were there. Mm. I saw him conning the woman in the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. But in this particular instance, I didn't realize I was being conned. You didn't see it coming. I, I didn't see it coming. Now, lost of the show, full of twists and turns. You might say that it's pulling a long con of its own. Yeah. I think the long con in Lost is getting people to watch six whole seasons of it. I think hey. that's a ridiculous. Hey. A ridiculous. It's definitely <laughs> an unsustainable amount of mystery. <laughs> so, long story short. Long con story. Short con. Uh, long short con story. So, Long comic con. Okay, short. I actually had two d- dis- distinct points I wanted to make about Sawyer. The whole thing is now Sawyer's made a play for the guns. What's that gonna? Holy moly! 
Uh, I want to say, first of all, he was motivated by a simple thing, which is in his speech where he has a gun and he says, I run this now. He says... You took my stuff. Oh, His yeah. motivator is that everybody just apparently while he was like he he was gone a couple episodes ago, and while he was gone, everybody just took all his stuff, which is not cool. I mean, in yeah. that scenario, it's like uh, if he used the guns, I wouldn't have turned. They took his stuff. They, <laughs> You're riled up about it, this. It really it infuriates me. I mean, You're on Sawyer's side. He had his stuff. He, so I, I sort of remember what happened. Yeah, he went on a raft. Mm. They had an escape plan. Yeah. If we just take a raft off the island, obviously that will help that us. That will work. It didn't really work out, out, obviously. But he was on a raft for several days mm-hmm. trying to help out the people. And mm-hmm. while he was doing that, they went into his tent. Mm-hmm. They took his things. They took his shaving cream, his pills, his razors, his, his beer, his batteries. Mm-hmm. And he says, after he says, you took my stuff, mm-hmm. he says, I don't want the stuff back. I just want you to free yourselves yep. from the tyranny that is Jack and Joan Locke. That's another fucking not bad thing, which is throughout the whole show, it's kind of accepted that Jack and Locke are the de facto leaders of the group of survivors. But, you know, here comes Sawyer saying, hey, I'm going to run things now. And he doesn't even. Well, yeah, he does say that. He actually. does. He, he literally. Does he literally that. does say, "There's a new sheriff in town, boys. Yeah, y'all best get used to it." Which <laughs> is a fucking hell of a line. And I just want to point out, and I may be wrong here, and I'm happy to be proven wrong, but I'm pretty sure this play for the guns that he makes barely matters. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I like, don't recall it having any. Like, impact on the show whatsoever. No, not at all. In the moment, you're like, fuck, Sawyer really did it. And it never really, like, I'm pretty sure, like, something comes up where they're like, okay, we actually need the guns now, Sawyer. And he's just like, no. Well, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, not quite that, but it's like almost as, like, this whole episode he's may a have. a good guy deep down. That's mm-hmm. the thing with Sora. That's exactly. the thing we repeatedly learn about his character. He's got a heart of gold, but in this episode, we see kind of an ugly side of him. We definitely do. We sure do. Because he's a con man. He's a con man. So what did you find to be um, sort of the the better aspects of this episode? What uh, Because this was the first time that both of us have yeah. seen the show. In quite in a while. years and years. Uh, <clears throat> well, here's what I liked about it. Uh, I kind of mentioned this earlier, but I'll dive a little more into it. I liked the kind of just classic, like it felt very like a classic, solid, self-contained episode of Lost. You know, we chose this episode randomly and it could have been like, like this could have been way more of a headache to even kind of talk about Mm -hmm. because it would have been me explaining, here's what time travel is to to James, here's how this works, here's here's why everybody is here. Um, But this really, as a standalone episode, kind of feels pretty excellent. It kind of reminded me of like why I liked the show in the first place, which is this kind of big ensemble cast all interacting in different ways. Uh, you see a lot of, um, you know, you see, I think, Kate's there, Jack and Locke, classics. Charlie's there. He plays Charlie a significant is role. dark in this episode. Charlie. I'd forgotten all about Charlie. Yeah, we'd all forgotten about Charlie. Uh, I definitely love how 
in so the I think final final scene of the episode is Charlie and Sawyer talking mm-hmm. about uh, Charlie right now is very unpopular with the group for reasons that aren't really relevant. He tried to steal he, a baby. He did try or to steal. He tried to steal a baby. He's a drug addict. He's a drug addict. He, he tried, tried to steal, steal a baby. baby. It's sort of like. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a bad thing. I don't it's know just, what it's like. How do you compare that to anything? Yeah, how do you compare that to anything, really? Um, so, the reason. So, as a result, uh, Sawyer has recruited him to help him. Turns out Charlie helped him kidnap son. Charlie, I think, did something else. He hid the guns, maybe. He hid the. He stole the guns. He, 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 he stole the guns. John Locke when John Locke mm-hmm. was hiding the guns. Mm-hmm. So while Sawyer was kind of like. Telling, planting people's ideas, uh, Charlie was the guy getting it done. And they have a final scene where Charlie's kind of like, why'd you do it, man? And Sawyer's like, well, I'm a con man, baby. Uh, but in that scene, Charlie is wearing such a fucking goth, like, dark hoodie. Oh, it's yeah. such a 2005 look. And his hair is, like, half over he, he's the so, eye. He's so... looks... It's like a junior high. God, it looks so... It's very... I'm don't tell me what to do, Mom. I'm just remembering right now one of the, like, very vivid screenshots in my mind from the show. Yes. From watching it, um... Like a decade ago now, mm-hmm. um, and it's just this picture of Charlie with like bandages around his fingers or like pieces of fabric or something mm-hmm. wrapped mm-hmm. around his fingers, and he does knuckle like yeah. writings across his knuckles, yeah. but he doesn't do it on his real fingers. Of he actually puts something on top and he writes on those things. Yeah, that's a thing. That's a classic thing. He, he dropped does. that in at some point. He just needs but to get real knuckle tattoos. That's also it's such so a lame. It is also such Charlie's a Charlie's fucking lame. Charlie, I think you'll actually yeah, Charlie is a fucking dweeb. <laughs> he's he's a dweeb. He's like he was part of a one hit wonder band, mm. became a drug addict. Yeah. Um, stopped making good music. Yep. And then punched a baby or whatever he did. <laughs> punched a baby <laughs> and like everyone hates him because of it and he's yep. really mad about that and it's like maybe just don't punch a baby maybe just don't uh, punch a baby dude it's not like this ain't, this ain't hard um, but to be fair to Charlie now he does have the guns he does have the guns with Sawyer so everything works out in the end yeah um, that's a lesson of the law <laughs> it all works out mm-hmm. don't worry because mm-hmm. the man who punched a baby has yeah. the <laughs> 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 you, know, you know the knuckle the knuckle tattoo um, drug addicted rock star yeah who, who punched a baby yeah. don't worry he has the guns he's, he's got him it's okay it's all good. Um, here's like so. So much of the show is kind of revolved around like various mysterious threads, like what's the deal with like for example the guns in a safe. Uh, we didn't even mention this. Oh. They're in a hatch that has been found by the gang and serves as kind of the like one of the central set pieces of season two. They call it a hatch. It may as well be like, a, for all intents and purposes, it's an underground house. Yeah, it's an underground bunker. Yeah. Uh, there's a button in there you may have heard of that they have to press every so often. There's a timer ticking down. Nobody knows what happens when it hits zero, but everybody keeps pressing the button because they're scared of what might happen if it goes to zero. That's a pretty sick kind of fucking mystery. Yeah. And it barely gets touched upon in this episode. Uh, and that's kind of my whole point is that it's kind of like... Uh, 
in the background of uh, like the mystery takes a background to just kind of the characters hanging out. Uh, just like you see a scene of time. you see a scene of sun gardening, and the dog comes out and is like, "Hey, there's a, there's a dog there, by the way, a golden retriever. Everybody loves him. He's great. He's um, sort of the best character. He's definitely the top tier character for sure. Uh, you put but this in that moment, you're like." Oh, I don't, I don't care that like the island is haunted. Yeah, I don't exactly. Care that they gotta press the button. I just enjoy watching these characters uh, exist, and I don't feel like there's like a. And I can't really tell how much of that is, you know, th- the fact that we just watched this episode out of order, but like, and I feel like if I was like watching it for the, you know, kind of like the what's the deal with the button, I would watch this episode and be like. That was a filler episode, but since we watched it this way, I got to say, "Hey, we've got ourselves a decent little, uh, a decent little forty minutes of television." I think that's an interesting point that mm-hmm. you just made. Is the idea that like they have this thing going on with the others? Mm-hmm. They have all of their internal quabbles together. And I'd never really thought of it this way, but, like, anything unrelated to the island itself or to, like, I guess things that aren't completely human. Anything, Mm. any human interactions are so inconsequential to the actual show. Absolutely. And the only thing that can possibly drive the story forward is, like, them unlocking another secret within Mm. the island. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's actually really funny that that sort of makes the really dramatic moments like, oh, Sawyer has all the guns and things like that. Yeah, It's just so ridiculous. It it doesn't change anything. Yeah, it's like, oh, Sawyer has the guns. Uh, There's a monster on the island, guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Remember that? (laughs) There's one real threat. Like, no one's going to get killed by all the guns. Yeah. (laughs) That stuff doesn't happen. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of, like, that kind of character-driven, like, uh, interpersonal, like, the, the ensemble cast nature of the show kind of falls to the wayside in favor of, like... Uh, a more actiony mystery kind of vibe as the show progresses, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people were super down on that, and that is fair. And seeing episodes like this, it kind of reminded me, like, oh yeah, this is like how like this cast is just kind of like generally pretty good, and watching them like yeah, it's so it, enjoyable. Like just that's like just the scenes of like Jack and Locke just like actually having a conversation about like. You know, what are we gonna like? Should we do anything about these guns? Should can I get the combination from you? Well, look, I'm gonna assume that this is because this is not a trust thing, and it is in fact because what if I die? I'm gonna assume that, and it's like there's so much that is said in that conversation that also goes unsaid, and it's just like whoa, this show was actually could actually be pretty good sometimes, especially back in back in back in the time where it could kind of like stretch its legs like this and not when it had to like rush to a conclusion. Yeah, I think the soap opera aspects of the show were actually maybe the strongest aspects of the show. Yeah, for sure. And the like big picture Dharma initiative, like monster on the island sort of things were like really in a way, sort of uninteresting because no matter what conclusion it leads to, it will never like satisfy. Yeah, yeah. it's it's so like foreign. It's so like you're not really invested in that because mm. it it's sort of devoid of meaning. It you can't possibly relate to it. Exactly. Whereas you're like, yeah, I would like to know someone like Sawyer. He could con me any day. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'd, 
I'd love to get conned by that long man. Right? Long con silver, that's all I'm trying to say. That's all I'm trying to say. So, before we wrap this up, there's one more thing about this episode I wanted to mention, which is a really nice scene that I thought was worth highlighting, which is uh, Hurley and Saeed. Oh, uh, that was so nice. That was so nice. Hurley comes up to uh, Saeed, who's just like, I don't know what he's the fuck he's bummed. doing. His he's, girlfriend died. His girlfriend or died. I'm pretty sure his girlfriend died. He's just there, like banging something onto a stick, like just, <laughs> just like. Oh yeah, he's banging a coconut on yeah. a stick. Hurley comes and, up like, and doing a really bad. He's job. not doing great. Um, it's not Saeed's strength. You'd think after like a couple months on the yeah, island, they be... would have figured out how to open up coconuts. Yeah, that's like that's like priority one, buddy. Uh, anyways, uh, Hurley comes up and says, hey, I found this, uh, radio. You can probably fix this, right? You're a fix-it guy. And he, and Saeed's just like, I don't know, dude. I really am not in the mood for this sort of stuff. But, uh, much later in the episode, um, excuse me, much later in the episode, uh, Saeed comes back and says, hey, I got this thing. He's got, like, this whole kind of ringing gear belt built out of whatever like oh, wire yeah. fuselage or whatever and they go out to the beach and they're like set this up I'm gonna tweak this wire I don't know what we're gonna get we probably won't get anything but you know whatever it's something to do it's worth a shot and they end up getting a signal of some radio station playing uh, like Moonlight Spoon. Serenade I think yeah it's a nice little jazz song and uh but Hurley's like, well, if it's if it's close enough to be getting a radio signal, we mu- they must be really nearby. It's also worth noting this is back when, um, like, the idea of escape and getting off the island was like a big big priority. Mm-hmm. Was like, will will we ever will we ever find rescue? And that uh, <laughs> number two right behind guns. Right, number two and right behind if guns. Charlie like heroin. Or yeah. Something punching a baby yeah. in front of <laughs> yeah. getting off the island, but for most of the people, priority number one. Yeah, for most of the pre- people, priority number one is getting off that, getting off this stinking rock. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, it was, it was really gorgeous to just sit yeah. by the fire. Saeed had been so yeah. unhappy for yeah. the entire episode. They're just Hurley is unhappy that he can't, like, make people laugh. Yeah, exactly. Something. They're just, like... It's just a really nice little, like, it's a C-plot at mm-hmm. best, but it's just a nice little moment of these two buddies hanging out and having fun with a little radio and listening to a song. And I also want to mention quickly, uh, Side when Hurley goes, they must be close, Side debunks it and says, no, it's bouncing off the, like, ionosphere or some science thing. <laughs> uh, it could be coming from anywhere. And then Hurley goes, or from any time. Just oh, kidding. Oh, no. And that guess what? Is, I didn't. Guess well, what? I guess I had only watched a couple seasons. Guess what? Seeds planted for time wizardry happening eventually. Oh, no, not time wizardry. I'm afraid so. That terrifies me about this show. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we started off before yes. something like that happened because I'm mm-hmm. really not ready for that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm kind of like. Uh, we kind of had a. I mean, maybe it's just our inexperience with the podcasting medium, but we're having uh, a little trouble wrapping our head around this pretty straightforward episode of Lost. I'm kind yeah. of interested to see how we're going to handle one of the think... ones with, like, where, like, time travel is a whole fucking thing, and, like, I'm going to have to be like, well, here's when this happened, and here's where uh, this happened, and here's why I do to do dat de do. 
but we'll get there. We'll cross that bridge when you get there. Let's hope it never happens. It may very well never happen. But for now, what do you say we sum up our thoughts and feelings on this 40 minutes of television, the long con? I thought... I thought it was good. I was actually really surprised by how much I liked this episode. Honestly, same. Uh, I was... This is definitely the kind of episode... I mentioned this earlier, but back in the day I was like very like, what's the answers? I need to know. And uh-huh. so I'm pretty sure I looked at this episode and was like, this doesn't matter. And then like when the like gun stuff turns out to not matter, I was vindicated in that. And I was like, no, this is bad. Oh, shit. Yeah. But like looking back and just watching this episode alone, it's a nice, solid like slice of... Just the like, just decent character drama. I think this, and yeah, I thought it was a really good reintroduction to the show. Mm-hmm. I probably haven't seen the show in like seven years, mm-hmm. and I mean, the first scene was Charlie trying to steal a baby. <laughs> the next scene was Jack and John Locke yelling at each other, and mm-hmm. the next scene after that was a shirtless Sawyer. It like, doesn't get more vintage lost than that. Yeah, so I feel like it was just a really good reintroduction into yeah. everyone's characters. For sure. Um, we got a lot of Sawyer, and I he probably is my favorite character. I think he's an, an incredible, incredible bad man. He's such a bad... He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy. He's a bad boy, but his... Look... He's a bad boy, but a good man. He's a bad boy, but a good man. <laughs> that's 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 what we can say about Sawyer for sure. Um. So I I thoroughly enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Though. I I I, like, I thought I would hate it. I was really like going into this expecting like I'm I'm I was bracing myself. I was like, this is gonna be like corny. This is gonna be bad. And there's definitely some stuff about it that's a little whack. Like I'll tell you, like in the first scene we see. Um, uh, the first scene with Sawyer we see is him talking with Charlie about how he just punched a baby, and he's like. Uh, <laughs> also, I want to. I want to actually stress. I'm pretty sure he doesn't actually punch a baby. He doesn't, punch he doesn't the actually baby. punch a baby, he but does he does steal. He does steal like, the baby. Charlie. He does steal the baby. Um, <laughs> but like, uh, I just want to stress that like during that scene, he's like, "Wow, you got everybody to hate you, and you're such a fucking normally sweet guy." Uh, and then he says, "That's like." getting Gandhi to beat his kids or something like that. Oh. And it's like, whoa, Sawyer. Sawyer. Hey, Sawyer. That, I remember that. That's line. a heck of a thing to say. That's a heck of a thing to just casually drop in conversation with the man you're going to conspire to steal the guns with. And that's why we love Sawyer. That's why we love him, because he crosses lines everyone else is afraid to cross. Exactly. Um, anyways, like to this episode, good ease back into this yeah. show that's going to quickly go off the wall. Uh, what do you say we wrap this boy up? Uh, I'm gonna say my name is Ben. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like. I'm at Barrier Trio. Uh, I also have a link to a YouTube channel in my bio, and uh, I'm gonna figure out how to upload this to the podcast verse, and hopefully we can get ourselves going. If there's anything you want to plug, um, I, I'm on Twitter too. I'm at at James Brown. Yep. There's an at in the thing. I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to go at it now. I was really hesitant to get on Twitter for a long time. Uh, fair. And now I'm going to get fucking famous. Yeah, if you... Off all the, all the listeners that we oh, have right dude, now. Yeah, we've got so you many. at home. Hey, everybody. Hey, maybe and... you're on the bus. Maybe you're on the subway. You could listen to this podcast anywhere you'd like. That's the, the magic. Beach. Astronauts in space, they listen to things, I'm sure. They sure do, and I bet this is the number one thing they listen to. Hey there, what are you doing? You in the kitchen? 
Are you in the kitchen? Are you in the bathroom? Are you pooping? Are you pooping? I bet you you're pooping. Uh, have a fun poop. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I'm, as long as we're self-promoting, uh, I don't know if this will be up. Uh, but if you're in the Montreal area, come see Scented Candle play on Tuesday the 16th? Yeah, 15th? 16th? Uh, next Tuesday, anyway. Uh, come see Scented Candle play. I'm going to be playing piano there. And uh, we're going to have some fun. We're playing at ESCO on St. Denis. If you're in the Montreal area, check it out, please. Yeah. Cool. Don't get lost. Don't get lost. Please don't get lost. Uh, just look up the... Anyways, that's enough self-promotion for now. Um, I've been Ben Levier. I've been James Brown. And Lost is a fun show to watch with your friends. See you next time. See you next time.